Every week, we chat to ex-players, supporters, and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstall Town FC, whose main club sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello again, and welcome to Belmont Banter, where this week we meet up with Josh Alger, who runs Whitstall Town's Academy. And my first question to Josh is, how long has the Academy been going? So yeah, we've been going for four years, um, so this is our fourth season. Um, it's grown every year really, so the first year we started with about 15 students, um, the second year we went to 25, the third year we went to about 32, and now in our fourth year we're up to about 37 students. Wow. So yeah, it's grown every year really, which is really good. Every year we've had better talent come in as well, um, which is really pleasing for us. Now. I, there's been changes at the football club and there always seems to be at every football club, but it started under Joe Brown, didn't it, when Joe was chairman? Yeah, so for the first two seasons, Joe Brown it was in charge um, and then Steve come into charge last year. It's been two different chairmen since, since we've been sort of running the whole academy set up. Uh, and what league did you start in? Because I know these academies work in different leagues. What league did you start in? So we started in the SEL Development League, which we're still currently in, but Squad 2 company playing that. And this year, uh, we've entered Squad 1 into the National Youth Alliance League. Um, so this year is the year where I felt like we've had sort of like the best intake in terms of talent. Um, so, I, so I feel we're sort of strong enough now to sort of enter this league. We, we was due to have our first game against Charlton yesterday, but... Unfortunately, due, due to COVID, they they pulled out. So we had a friendly um, against Pro, Di- uh, Pro Direct. Um, so our first sort of league game now is against Maidstone away next week, which will be an extremely tough game for us. Well, it will be. But um, actually, I was down at the game yesterday. I managed to stay. Uh, well, I saw the whole of the first half. I left when it was 2-0 to us. Um, yep. But looking at the game uh, as objectively as I can, because... I've also got a red shirt on, so it, it's always <laughs> difficult when you're talking about watching your favourite teams. Um, I thought that they uh, they gave a very good account of themselves, particularly down the left-hand side. They caused us quite a few problems early on, didn't they? Yeah, um, it was a good test for us. So that team we played is actually VCD, um, and that's their FA Youth Cup team. So it was a tough game. Um, I thought our boys played well. We had a bit of a smaller squad through injuries and illness. Um, so, so we had a few from squad two come in and play. But result ended 4-1 to us, which was quite flattering for, for them, really. We played well, sort of controlled the game well. They had a few sort of good players going forward, but, but we sort of snuffed it out quite early. Um, but yeah, it was a good sort of run out for us. Uh, another minutes for certain players. Um, but yeah, it was pleasing all, all round. Uh, another game. Um, and yeah, it was good. It was good to to sort of win as well in sort of friendly environment. Well, I mean, there was a number of players that impressed me, and a couple I know obviously who've been training with the first team, Mohammed yeah. and one or two of the other boys. Um, tell me, the lad that scored the first goal, the six, where he just would not give up and managed to kick it in right at the end. Who, who was that? Yeah. So that's so that's Montreal. So Montreal's come over from Millwall. Um, he's currently training with Lloyd. I think he played a game in pre-season for, for the first team against Fanet. He's a really good talent. Um, 
he's he's de- he's definitely one to watch for the future. And um, he's currently training with Lloyd, so Lloyd's already got his eyes on him. Hasn't quite broken yet, but he's still early doors. He's getting still experience, sort of training with with Lloyd, and sort of hopefully in the near future can sort of see Mon- Montreal play with Lloyd's sort of set up. But now he's an extremely good player with a big future. So yeah, I ho- hopefully he can sort of progress more. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, there seems to be a little bit of wind noise where you are. Are you out on the ground or somewhere? Yeah, I'm currently out sitting in the stand. <laughs> oh, that's okay. All right, as long as you don't move about, we'll be all right. Um, yeah. One of the things that impressed me about his goal was the tenacity which he showed once he got into the box. I mean, there must have been three, maybe four players around him, but he just kept going, didn't he? Yeah, he's an extremely strong lad. Uh, he's about six one. Quite, he's quite a skinny lad, but he's very aggressive. Um, there's, there's not many players at his age who, who can sort of bully him off, off the ball. But yeah, he's a, a very strong player and a power, powerful player. And once he gets running, he's quite hard to sort of stop. Well, that's encouraging because, um, you know, he wasn't the only one that, that stood out. Um, but as you said yourself and admitted, the, uh, the opposition were, were a good test. And, at, uh, you know, I've got to say, after about uh, 40 minutes, I thought, blimey, this is anyone's game. Yeah, um, yeah, we sort of nicked the first goal around the twenty-minute mark. We sort of knocked them a bit, and then and then we sort of got the second goal around five minutes later. So so we sort of knocked it out of them a bit. But what? But once we got that sort of second goal, I felt a bit more in in control, and the boys started knocking it about a bit better. But yeah, it was another good good test, sort of ready for us for next week. I know each game is going to get harder for us, so yeah, it was a good sort of minutes for us all. Well, you just mentioned the next up for you is Maidstone. Just run through yeah. one or two of the teams from memory that are actually in this league. So, in our league, we have uh, Maidstone, we have Cholton, uh, we have Ebsley United. Um, who else is in our league? So, we have Dulwich and Hamlet, Tunbridge Angels. So, there's some really good sides in there who are sort of higher up in sort of first team levels. Um, so, yeah, in our first year, it's, it's going to be a quite competitive league, which we're all sort of waiting and enjoying it. And sort no, of that's, 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 really sort of that's really good, because when they get to the level that your boys are at now, they need testing, don't they? Definitely, and this is going to be a, ch- a challenge for us all. So, the sort of the better standard teams we play will only help their sort of development further. That's good. Now, apart from running the academy... Yep. I know that you're also in charge of the reserves, but we'll uh, we'll touch on the reserves a, la- a later date because uh, yeah, quite enough no uh, enough talking to you about the academy without worrying about the reserves today. Yes, let's, fine. <laughs> let's take your your career, your football career, because a lot of people won't know what you've done in football. I mean, you probably started yeah. as a six or seven year old. I've got no idea. So, can you run us through a little bit about what you've done? Yeah, so I started playing when when I was about five, um, just sort of playing sort of local football, and then when I got to the age. Nine, I signed for Millwall until I was about 11. Um, and when I come out of Millwall, I sort of played for Edgefield United from 11 to 14. In that stage, I did have a few trials with a sort of a few pro clubs. I went on trial at Chelsea, Arsenal, Fulham. Um, and then at the start of the under 15 season, I signed a two year contract with Leighton Orient, which I think they was either League One or Championship at that time. And then at the end of my two years, I didn't get offered a scholarship, it's called. So I was meant to go to something called exit trials. So players who sort of get released at the under-16 stage who don't get offered a scholarship for the next step. It's like an, an event where players who haven't been offered contracts go and play like a match and scouts come down and sort of 
gotcha. pick out players who sort of got to catch their eye. I didn't go go to that as I wasn't in the right frame frame of mind. So I took a different step. So I went and signed and done a two, two year scholarship with Manchester United, and played two years there at a really good good stand. We played in the national league. I was playing for the under twenty threes as well. Had had a few games with Jay Saunders within the first team, so it was really good sort of standard of football. Once I finished that, I signed with uh, Danny and Jim Ward up at Whit- Whitstable Town with Will Graham. Had a se- season playing in the Bo- Bostick South or, or Ryman South, I think it, it was called. Um, and then yeah, I played until I was about twenty two or twenty three for, for the likes of Herne Bay, Hive and Sittingbourne within the Bostick South. And in the last two years, I've sort of took a back step because my business has sort of grew. Um, and now for the last, but this is my second season, I'm, I'm the manager now of the Whitsville Reserve side, which is on Saturday. So that takes up a lot of my time. Well, yeah, so, that, so that's how I've sort of progressed. <laughs> so you're, you're football, 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 aren't you? I, I, want to, yeah. I want to throw something at you. You just made a comment just then about you weren't, you wasn't in the right frame of mind. So I would presume that was after that you'd been released, and yeah. there's a feeling of rejection, isn't there? It doesn't matter what people turn you down for, that feeling of rejection comes in. I'm not good enough, etc., etc. What I wanted to talk to you a little bit about was how do you cope with the young lads because they come in, they're built up by their parents, they get recommended by different clubs, so they come to you, and and if they're not quite good enough it must be such a heartbreak for them yeah it is tough uh, because football's all about confidence really so when I wasn't in in the right frame of mind it, it was difficult for me to sort of get motivated because football's all, all about enjoying it and I just wasn't enjoying it at, at that stage because I thought I, I was good and I've been rejected and it's quite hard to sort of take because when football's your whole life you haven't thought of anything different um, it's quite hard. So, yeah, we do get a lot of boys um, who come, come to us who haven't quite got a deal or something like that. And it's just about them playing and enjoying their, their sort of football again. It's just, just about trying to get them smiles on, on their faces again, trying to get them sort of playing sort of the star football they, they want to play. It is tough. Uh, it is tough and it does take time as well. It isn't just a flick of the switch again and, and you're sort of enjoying it again. It might, it might take a month. It might, might take, take a season again. We have had a few lads who have come who haven't quite been offered deals at certain clubs um, and it's took a while to sort of get them going again. But um, it's just a long, it's a long process, but it's about trying to make, make them feel settled and sort of wanted again, really. Well, I think, to be honest, the route that you've gone down gives you an advantage because at least you've experienced it yourself. Yeah, it is quite tough because if... If you're sort of in the pro setup and you don't get offered sort of a deal, and if you haven't sort of planned ahead and sort of had a plan B, it's it's quite it's quite harsh. It's sort of like what do I do do now sort sort of thing. So when I sort of come away at sixteen, I sort of studied A levels, done a scholarship route, still trained for full time and played football full time, but I had a bit more of a plan B just just in case I couldn't quite make it, and unfortunately I didn't. Um, and I'm glad I sort of went into the coaching route and sort of fought ahead in like a long-term route instead of thinking just short-term. So I try and tell all my players who, who come to our academy setup, it's not about just these two, two years, it's about sort of thinking ahead as well. A, a little bit like, uh, well, as far as education is concerned, you need to also focus on their education, don't you? Yeah, that's, that's mass, massively important. So every player who sort of attends our, our academy setup 
me and Martin, our education tutor, we sort of, if they, if they don't turn up to lessons and then they won't train. So it's, it's about investing in the whole programme, so the football side and the education. It's not just about fo- football because football such a short career as well. It's so important for, for the boys to get the education and sort of be, sort of think of like, of like a backup and a long-term plan as well because not every player is, is going to make it pro. It's as, har- as harsh as it sounds, it's, it's a very slim chance, but but to be playing semi-pro football, a bigger chance. Um, but again, around semi-pro football, you you do need a job too. Yeah, sure. Um, when you say pro, semi-pro football, you're talking about um, which the league level? And, and the next yeah, yeah. Above. I mean, once you yeah. get to the Southern League, it's a slightly different then, isn't it? Yeah, it's a high high standard. Obviously, better pay as well. Yeah, um, very, very interesting. Um, one of the things that I, I wanted to ask you about as well, and I, I don't want to put you on the spot at all, yep. how do you deal with parents? It's uh, a difficult question because every parent's different. Um, it's, at their age now, it's more about communicating with the actual player. Because um, oh, right. I, yeah. I, I feel at 16 to eight, 18 or 19, they they are now adults now, so if they've got issues, they they should be coming to us and speaking to us. Um, we try and communicate with parents the best we can if if there's any sort of bigger issues. Um, but it's more communication with sort of players now, and if parents have got more more of an issue, then they and then they can call us or call a meeting. Um, but yeah, it's more it's more dealing with sort of players at our academy now. Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, I, I listen it is to difficult talks. one. I listened to Talk Sport and there was a, an article, one of the lads was talking yesterday, he's one of an ex-pros and he's started his own academy and right. he said that he's quite blunt with parents and he tells yeah. them, you know, you leave your, your, your son, your daughter at the doorstep in my care and it's my job to take care of them, it's yours to trust me and yeah. leave them with me. Definitely. Yeah, so it is, it's not all roses, is it? No, it's not, unfortunately. And to do what you've done in, a, you know, the three or four years that you've been doing it, obviously you've had um, initial help from Joe and getting it all involved. Yeah, yeah. Down. Then Steve Clayton. And blimey, look at the setup you've got there now. I mean, uh, any parent coming to Whistle now, having a look at the setup, the good pitch, the facilities that we've got there now, your classroom. Uh, yeah. And the way that you run it now is, is just light years away from four years ago, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's grown massively just in term, terms of we've got a brand new classroom now. Uh, we currently train at a 3G in Herne Bay. We're currently looking to get a 3G laid on the pitch. Whenever that is, I'm not too sure yet. But um, yeah, it's grown mass- massively. Our, our pitch now is in really good condition. It's really flat. Just just the whole setup has sort of grown and sort of become more sort of, sort of professional. So it's a, it's, it's a better selling point to sort of players and, and, par- and parents now. So, so yeah, over, over the four years, it's grown massively, uh, which is really good. That's fantastic for you. I mean, you know, it's, it, it's not only your enjoyment of football, but it's your life now, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. It's, it's, a, full, it's a full-time job alone. So, yeah, it's good. It's sort of moving forward every year and sort of getting more, more numbers in as well, which only benefits us and the whole club. You, you mentioned the, or I mentioned to you about the reserves, so you're, you're the yep. manager of the reserves now. What about the under-18s? Who's running that? Um, so that's run by Adam Reevely and Lewis. Yeah. And we've had a couple of players come in. So last Saturday we had a game at home to Fanic United for the reserves and we had 16-year-old George McElroy come in. He, yep. he played a full 90 minutes and 
and scored, which was really pleasing. He's a brilliant talent. Um, he come in and looked looked really com- comfortable, um, and it was really pleasing. I only said at sixteen, sort of coming to sort of a men's environment and play like like he did was just really really pleasing. That's really good. I think I think the problem is that when you and I are talking about players, the difficulty is um, um, picking out one particular player. I appreciate what you said. He's obviously a talent, but it's very difficult picking out one player for various reasons. You know, one that we want to keep them within the club, so you don't want to go spouting about it. But having said that, anybody that goes to one of these games could see all of a sudden one player that's head and shoulders above the rest, can't they? Yeah, like he come training for us uh, for the reserves, and he he just looked so com- comfortable. Uh, it was ridic- it was ridiculous, really. And he come in on Saturday and just looked so so settled at such a young young age. So there is lots of good talent within the whole club. It's just about trying to develop them and sort of developing in in the right way. And the good thing about Lloyd as the first team manager is that he's uh, he's very focused on youth and local football. Yeah, so he's had Mohammed in recently. He's played the all pre-season. Um, I think he he was involved in the FA Cup game as well. He didn't unfortunately get on, but um, yeah, he's he's been bringing a lot a lot few now. He's had Montreal involved. Um, he's had Glenn Bain involved as well. So he's had around three three or four involved, which is really good. And and he's had a lot of training as well, so it's good. It's good for their experience and sort of development as well. Playing in sort of a men's set set up in a good side. Yeah, it's, it certainly will benefit them in, the, you know, in the future. Uh, the average age of your squad at the moment is it sort of does it range from sixteen to eighteen then? For the reserves, or is that for the academy? No, for the academy. So yeah, it's sixteen to nineteen years old. The oh, ages right. of the academy players. And as far as qualifications concerned, so if someone was to stay with you, you know, through the three-year period, what sort of qualifications do they leave you with? So, so they study a BTEC level three diploma in sport. Um, mm-hmm. So, on our, so we have a three a three year course. So, the two year course is a BTEC level three diploma in sport. If they want to do a third year, it's called. We offer a level three personal training course. So, so the sort of pathways players can sort of go in, into. We've had a lot go into sort of like university. So, we had like one lad who went to the University of Twickenham last year. We've had four or five have gone over to the Canterbury Uni. They they can go into sort of like sport apprenticeships, sports coaching, PET teaching, physiotherapy. So there's there's lot there's lots of different routes. So there's lot there's lots of hard pathways for all players who sort of complete the full two years. And and the personal training course is, is becoming quite popular. Yeah, I should imagine is, that is. Yeah. Which is a free a free course. So if you didn't do it with us, it's a like a two and a half, three grand course, I believe. Um, so players have sort of options to do that for free as well, which is really good. So, so, so there is a lot of qualifications for the boys to to, to sort of do as well. well. That's good because it gives them the options, then, doesn't it? it you know, everything in life is about progression, uh, and Definitely. also as far as earning money is concerned. So, if you give the op- them the opportunity to forge some sort of career, well, you're 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 giving them a good start in life. No, definitely, and it, and it is good from and um, we're having a lot of players sort of go going to full time employment, a lot going to uni. So it's really pleasing. It's now it's now just trying trying to get sold as sort of professional deal now. <laughs> this yeah. is the next thing for us. It's the next step. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking to you again, Josh, today, and uh, we will we will speak again because you've got lots to talk about with the reserves, 
that's yeah, definitely. The fish entirely, isn't it? The reserves. Yeah, yeah, it's a big. That's that's a big project. That. Yeah, it is. What league are they playing in at the moment? So the reserves are currently playing in the Kent County Division One league. Mm-hmm. So we got promoted from the Division Two last year. Um, so so we've gone up a league. I think it's like two leagues off the scaffold league. So it's a really good standard of men's football. Oh, that is good. That is good. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's really good. So. If you uh, if you carry on with the reserves marching along the league, you could be end up a league below the first team. Well, I think I think we can't get so if you're a reserves team, you can't get promoted past the prem. No. I so know. if we if we sort of won, won that, I think we would have to remain in the Kent County Prem, unfortunately. Yeah. If if you if you won that, I think there'd be quite a few people after you as a manager of another team. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, well done. That's good. Well, today's been really good again. Um, I know that we've done this once before, you and I, but we had problems uh, with the technical side of things. But uh, it's been nice to catch up again. And we'll do this again, Josh. It'll be a couple of, uh, probably a couple of months. or mo- No, big yeah, part. Cool. It'll be a couple of weeks or so. Um, <laughs> but then we will do it because you've got a lot to talk about. And uh, you're going places, as is the academy, and hopefully the reserves as well. So thanks Brilliant. very much. All right, and it, was a pleasure, it was a pleasure talking. And we'll catch up soon. We certainly will. So from uh, me here at uh, Belmont Banter Podcast and Josh Alger, who's the director of the uh, Whistletown Academy and also the manager of the Whistletown Reserves, it's goodbye for now and we'll meet up again soon. Cheers. Bye, Tony. Cheers. Join your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter for news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers.